You're listening to the Eastside Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com. Now, enjoy today's sermon. If you take your Bibles and go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And then I'm going to ask you to multitask. When you get there, keep your finger there or one of those cool ribbons that you have in your Bible. I'm going to give you an opportunity to use that. Put your ribbon there, 1 Corinthians 14, and go to 1 Peter 3. So 1 Corinthians 14 is first, and then next after that we'll do 1 Peter chapter 3. And when you've found those, if you would stand with me. So we'll start in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. We're just going to read one verse, verse number 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse number 10. The Bible says, There are, it may be, so many kinds of voices in the world, and none of them is without signification. Now go to 1 Peter chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter 3, drop down to verse number 15. 1 Peter 3, 15, the Bible says, But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. Lord, thank you for this church. Uh, Lord, thank you for the people that make up this church. Lord, thank you for the opportunity that uh, you've allowed me to, to stand here and preach. Lord, I don't take it for granted. I'm grateful for it, excited about it. Lord, I pray that you'll help the time that we spend here in the next few moments to be honor- honoring of you, glorifying of you. Uh, to point our hearts and and our thought process and everything in our lives to you. Lord, we love you. Thank you for all that you've done for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So back in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, we have one verse that I kind of took out here. And what we have is Paul is uh, talking to the church here in Corinth about tongues. And talking about the gift of tongues and trying to kind of dismiss the idea that... uh, the spiritual gift of tongues and and make everyone understand that if it's not understandable, if the words that are being said aren't understandable and pointing those to the Lord, then it's kind of worthless. Um, And so as he goes through here, he gets to this verse here and it talks about how there are many voices in the world and the word signification there, it just means they aren't mute. They aren't silent. They, they, They can be heard and they can be understood. Right? There are many voices in the world and they, they can all be understood. But when it comes to the gospel and speaking the gospel, if, if I'm up here talking in a different language that you don't understand, I might as well just be speaking babble. Right? It doesn't make any sense. It's not benefiting you. It's not benefiting me. We're not pointing anyone to the Lord. It, and in this case, some people were doing it and they were making themselves look like they got special in, insight that no one else has because they have this special word of the Lord. And Paul is saying that's not what tongues is for. Tongues is to introduce people to the Lord, to, to spread the gospel. And when we come down to verse number 10 here, talking about all the, all the voices that are in the world. And when I preached last week, if you're here last week, thank you again, like I said, for coming twice. Uh, maybe you didn't know, and that's fine, I'll take that too. Uh, but we talked last week about the devil and his lies and how he lies to, to people, how he, he lies about everything. Jesus said he was a liar and a murderer from the beginning. That's all that he can do. That's all that he is, is, is spew lies. There's no truth in him at all. 
And if we connect that, that thought and that idea, and the whole thought of that last week was that we don't have to listen to Satan's lies. Right? Like the song Miss Lizette said, uh, Calvary has taken us away from those chains, from those bounds. We are, don't have to be bound by his lies. We can believe in what Jesus has said rather than what Satan says. But Satan is deceptive. He's manipulative. He tries to get us to believe things that aren't true to uh, distract us from doing what God wants us to do, to inhibit us from being all that God wants us to be um, and doing all that God wants us to do. Satan will use the lies in our lives from himself, from other people, to, to distract us and throw us off and basically make us ineffective. That's his goal as Christians is to make us ineffective. Now here we have a bunch of different voices in the world, and you know this. You live in a world where there are, there are voices screaming and yelling for your attention nonstop. Right? And they're not all bad voices necessarily, but there's all kinds of different voices. And we, we're aware of them. We know they're there and, and, and they're part of our everyday life. And the problem with voices, though, is they're, they're loud. There are loud voices in this world. There are loud voices on your, on your radio station. And it may not even be songs. It may be talk radio. There are loud voices there. There are loud opinions there. There are loud voices in our leadership in this country. There are loud voices uh, at the schools in our country. There are loud voices... Uh, coming across your radio with the songs. There are loud voices in your life that demand your attention. They desire to have your, your attention on them. And even as Christians, those that are saved through Jesus' blood, those voices can distract us. Those voices can, can yell so loud that that it's, that's, has all our attention. And there are lots of voices in this world. And they all, they all can be known. All can, they all can be understood. Now, when we go back to 1 Peter chapter 3, the Bible talks there about sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. And here this, and, and the, the, the purpose of it is so that you can answer for everyone. You can answer, maybe have a counter answer for some of those voices that are in this world. But in order to know, as a Christian, in order to know the answers for some of the reasons why you live differently, for some of the reasons why maybe you don't listen to all the voices in the world, you have to know what God says about those voices in order to have an answer. And in order to know what God says, you have to know what God's will is, right? You have to know what God wants, right? We, you need to know what God wants for your life, big picture, right? You have to know what God wants, especially we talk this with young people, right, that are getting ready to go to college and those that are in college. You got to know God's will. You got to know what God's purpose for your life is. So for young people, that's who you marry. And I mean, I'll put a, a side note in and say that might be the biggest, most important decision for you as a young person is who you decide to marry because it, it determines who you are, who you become. Who you marry greatly influences who you, what your future will be. It's a, it's a, next to salvation is probably the most important decision you'll make in your life. It's huge. So God knows who you should marry. He has a will for that, right? He has who he thinks is the best for you and if God thinks it, you probably should go along with it. He, he knows what your career should be. He knows what you should do for your life big picture what your job should be where you should live what house you should buy like God God has a desire for every aspect of our life and again when we talk about young people we think big picture but what about us that already have a job and a career and we're already married we already have kids we already have things that we're already we're in the middle of life or those of us that maybe we our spouses have passed away and now we're, in the other, we're on the other side of that. But we've, we've done a lot of things and we've moved into a different portion of life. Well, God cares about everything we do, not just big picture, but every day. This morning, 
he has a desire for you to be in church. And you followed his will and you're here this morning. And that's, amen, praise the Lord, you're here, you put him first. He also has, he has a will for everything you do every day. He has desires for you. He, he wants you to behave a certain way while you're at school, while you're at work. He wants you to respond a certain way to certain people. He wants you to go out of your way to initiate conversations with people. I, I, would, I would hope that we would all agree that the Lord cares about what we do on a daily basis. Right. Would we not? So if, if there are lots of voices in this world yelling at us, trying to get our attention, and we know God has a will for us, a, a big will, yes, and a daily will, if we do God's will, does he bless us? If we do God's will, does he bless us? Amen. Yes, okay, he does. That is, he has told us that in scripture over and over again. When we obey God, he blesses. That's, that's, it's a rule. It's, it's how God operates. But there are a lot of other voices that drown out what God's will is for your life. On a, on a big level and on a daily, minute level, there are a lot of voices that can drown out God, that can distract us from God. There are a lot of voices vying for your attention. I, had, I wrote vying down. I, you know, I'm going to say vie. You ever say a word too much and it sounds, stops sounding like an actual word? But I, you know, I've used vying. It's not something you use too often, but you know, there are voices all vying for attention. And I wrote it down. I'm like, that can't be right. So I had to look it up. It was right. V-Y-I-N-G. Vying. It's not a word. I've, I don't know if I've ever written that. But there are a lot of voices vying for our attention. Again, last Sunday we talked about the devil's lies. And he's, he's trying to get our attention by distracting us. But he also likes to use a lot of different voices in our world to distract us as well, to, to, to take our attention from God. Now, we'll, we'll stop here. I have a little illustration we'll do. We'll go back to how we can hear God's voice. But first, I need a microphone. I have to turn it on. So I need some help this morning, which means you have to be awake. So if you're not awake, then I'll probably grab you. Um, so first, I'm going to pick up my own son. So Carter, get up here. And I want you to stand down here on the bottom step on the right side. Just stand there and face that way and just be. Bottom step right out there. Jonah, why don't you come up here? And you can stand right here. Tim, why don't you come up here? So stand about right in front of that chair. Tim, you stand about right here. And then let's see, one, two, three, four. I need four of that one from that row. So whoever doesn't want to come, come. The rest of you come. Four, go. Oh, Joseph, okay, Joseph, come. All right, so just line up with these guys all the way across to this side. All right, so like I said, there's a lot of voices in this world that are trying to distract us. Also, I need Brother Jacob, too. Brother Jacob, why don't you come up here? Why don't you stand behind Carter over here, just to his right? So we have a lot of voices in our world that, that are trying to get our attention, right, that are trying to distract us, trying to to take our attention away from the Lord. So some of these things are, are bad. Some of them are just things, right? So here we got, what, what's your name? Jonah. What's your name? Jonah. Jonah. So Jonah is going to represent sports <coughs> or entertainment. That's Jonah. I've been looking at him, and I'm like, man, if I want to see a sporty, athletic dude, Jonah's my guy. Why are you laughing? <laughs> was, I, don't, I don't know why. I'm sorry. I don't know why they're laughing. So what are you? Sports. sports. What are you? Sports. What are you? Sports. What? Sports. You're what? Sports. Sports. So Jonah, sports. Okay, and what's your name? Timothy. This is Timothy. I've been looking at Timothy, and the thing about Timothy, if you know Timothy, you know, party animal. <laughs> right? <laughs> Timothy is a party animal. He likes fun. He loves fun. So Timothy, you're fun. So what are you? 
Fun. What are you? Fun. What are you? Sports. What are you? Fun. Sports. Fun. Okay. Now, now we've got this gentleman over here. What's your name? Ashton. Ashton. There's, there's the feedback. Are you awake? Just make sure you're awake. So, Ashton, if you know Ashton again, all the, I mean, I've been, I picked these guys on purpose, you saw. I picked them on purpose, with intent. Ashton loves social media. He's what you would call uh, an influencer, right? He's an influencer. He's big on the Tiki Talks. He's big on the Insta, um, right? He's huge. Snapchat, big, big deal over here. It's millions of followers, right? Millions. So, he's big on social media, so he's an influencer. What are you? Influencer. What are you? Influencer. What are you? Influencer. What are you? Fun. Sports. Oh, say in the mic. Sports. Fun. Sports. Fun. Sports. Fun. Are you fun? You don't sound fun. Fun. There you go. And what are you? Influencer. Influencer. Okay. Then over here I've got... Joshua. This is Joshua. Joshua, he's a big worry wart. He just frets over everything. Everything, he's, he's afraid of it. He's, he worries about it. He frets. He, he gets anxious. He just can't... He can't focus on anything good because he's so worried. There's so much fear that drowns out everything. It just, he's just a worry wart. So he's, he's big on worry. So what are you? A worry wart? Yeah. Worry. Worry. Just worry. Let's go okay. with one word. Worry. Worry. So you're what? Worry. What? Worry. What? Worry. Influencer. Worry. Influencer. Fun. There you go. Sports. Fun. Sports. Okay. So you get, you're getting where we're going here. Next, we have? Joseph. Joseph. Now, Joseph... He's a music man, like a big musician, like Brother Samuel comes to Joseph for, for advice when it comes to the music program here, because he's just, he's big on music, um, but sometimes it's worldly music. Sometimes it's music that you wouldn't play coming into the auditorium, right, because everyone would look at you and go, that's not the right kind of music, but he's big on music. What are you, Joseph? Music. Music. Worry. Influencer. Fun. Sports. What are you again? Fun. What are you? Fun. Ah, not some convinced. Fun. There you go. Sport. Influencer. Use your man voices, boys. Worry. Music. There we go. All right, and then here we have... Connor. Connor. Now, Connor, he's a money man. Big time money. Like, he works hard. He, he works hard at his job. He's a hard worker, but what he wants is he wants a big bank account. He wants his wallet to be thick. He wants, he wants so much money that he just, like, Scrooge McDuck... Right into the coins. Hopefully you're too young for that. Okay. Shrews McDuck, really, really rich. So he's money. What are you? Money. What are you? Money. What are you? Money. Music. Worry. Influencer. Fun. Sports. Let's scoot down a little bit. It's too far to walk. There, there you go. It's there. Okay. All right. So we've got lots of voices in this world. So now when I say go, I want you all to yell the word you are until I tell you to stop. Just keep yelling that word. So what are you? Go. I can't hear you. Money, 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 money. Like you want my attention. Yell. Stop. If you are these things, you are the embodiment of these things. You need to like get into it, guys. I need money was good. The rest of you, I need loud. Like get into it. You want me to know what you are. Okay? Now over here we have us. Just average Joe Christian. What's your name? Carter. Carter, one who drives the carts. Okay, that's, he's just average Christian, average Joe, going about his life. Now, he wants, he wants to know what God's will for his life is, right? He cares about that. We all care about what God's will for our life is. We would say that. We may not live that all the time, but we want, we want what God wants for us. Because we believe, because we're Christians, we believe the Bible, that what God wants for us is what's best for us. 
That's what we believe. That's what the Bible says, and that's why we believe it. So here we have Carter, Mr. Joe Christian, living his life, trying to do what he thinks is best. Now the problem is he's going to get up here and he's going to walk through life. When he gets up and starts walking by you, yell, like hurt his ears, make his ears bleed for what you are. So Carter, when I say go, I just want you to walk down there and come back and forth until I tell you to stop. And you guys yell who you are until I tell you to stop. Go ahead. Oh, louder, boys. All right, pause. I need better assistance here. Okay, gentlemen, what I want is I want you to go, sports, 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 fun, 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 influencer, influencer. What are you? Worry, worry, music, music, money. He's got it. That's what I want. I want it to be so loud, that's all I hear. So let's try again. I know I have a microphone. Let's try again. Go. Okay, good. Stop. Go back down here for the brother Jacob. That's what happens to you every day. You go to work, you go to school, you drive your car, you go home, whatever, whatever you're doing, things are yelling at you. Voices. There are voices in your ear nonstop. Your whole life, every day. And you know they're there. You know about all these things. You know about worry. You know about money. And money's okay, right? It's good to have money. You need money to live. But when that's your focus and desire, right, that's, that's what the devil wants. He wants you to have focus on that and desire on that. And that's all you care about. Fun, nothing wrong with fun. I love fun. Fun's great, right? We all like fun. No one likes to not be fun. But if that's all your life is for, is fun, you're looking for the next fun, the next party, the next high, the next good thing, you're missing the point, right? Now, we all want God's will for our life. And we have, and who is this? Jacob. Jacob, you're God. Who are you? I'm God. Oh, did you guys hear that? He just claimed to be God. Pastor, uh, send this, forward this to Pastor's email real quick. Just kidding. He, Jacob is going to represent God. He went a little far there, a little power hungry. Uh, he's going to represent God. So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to have you follow Carter as he goes throughout life. Now, however, we know how God operates. God doesn't yell, does he? God doesn't scream for our attention. He doesn't demand that we listen to him. That's not how God is. God gives us free will. God allows us to do what we want, essentially. Now, that won't bring happiness. That won't bring exactly what we should have. But if we go to uh, 1 Kings, the, the Bible talks about where Elijah was out. And Eli he showed Elijah the great wind. It rent mountains. And, and Jesus, God said, I'm not in the wind. Then an earthquake came. He said, I'm not in an earthquake. Then a fire came. He said, I'm not in the fire. But what, what he is in is what? Still small voice. So God doesn't yell, money, 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 money. God doesn't yell, me, 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 me at you. God doesn't yell, do my will, do my will, do my will. He doesn't still small voice. So now if Jacob follows, representing God, Joe Christian here, and he still small voices at Carter, do my will, do my will, do my will. You think Carter's going to hear that? Let's find out. So Carter, walk past these guys, go. Follow him. Okay, come back down here. Carter, did you hear Jacob at all? Almost not at all. Almost not at all. Does, was God not with him? God was with him every step he took, right? God was right there. He was following him. He was, he was with him every moment of his life, just like he is with you. He's with you every moment of your life. 
every time, everywhere you go, to work, to school, in the car to work, in the car to school, in the car to the birthday party you don't want to go to. All the things that are in your life, God is there with you. And he's saying, do my will. And he's telling you, do my will. He's saying, read my word. Do my will. Do the things that, that I want you to do. But the problem is we have everything else in this world. Again, not all bad things. Some good things. Fun is good. Yeah. Right? Sports, there's nothing wrong with sports. Right? Things that are okay, but they're, they're so loud that we can't always hear what God's will is. We can't always discern that. We can't always hear what he's trying to say. But God speaks in that still small voice. So going back to 1 Peter 3.15, the very first part of that verse says, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. And what that, that word sanctify means to become holy or to set apart. So God is set, he's saying, if you want the answers to answer all these voices, to do God's will in your life, you're going to need to set aside the Lord God in your heart. You need to sanctify him in your heart, which means you need time with God. More today, I mean, in the world that we live in, in 2022, there are so many more distractions than there were 100 years ago. So many more distractions than there were 100 years ago. And we need God's influence in our life even more. And we'll continue to need God more and more in our life as we grow and as time progresses. But it gets harder and harder to hear him. Even as a Christian that wants to live a Christian life, we're not, Carter's not saying, I don't want God's will, I want to do my own thing. He's not saying that as a Christian. He's not going around, you know, shoving his hand in God's face. He's just living life. So he's not being sinful necessarily. He's just living his life, but he can't hear what God wants for him because the voices are so loud. So God, the Bible says, set aside, sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Now, if he took a moment, so before Carter goes out in his day now, he's going to take a couple moments. He's going to talk to God. So Carter, turn around, see what God has to say. God, go ahead and tell him like you were. And he has a conversation with the Lord. He spends time with the Lord. He reads his Bible. God says, read my Bible. Do my will. And it's still a small voice. He has set aside time before the world and the voices drown him out. You, you have a point or a moment in your life or a time in your home or somewhere where you go where it's quiet, where you don't have music going in your earbud or the TV on or Facebook out or Instagram out, where you have a moment where there are moments of quietness and peace where there aren't voices yelling in your ears. Now, even in those moments, you can allow, the devil can lie to you, and you can allow, maybe worry will show up in those quiet moments. Maybe your responsibilities will show up in your quiet moments. But when you sanctify, or take it on purpose, set aside the time to sanctify the Lord God in your heart, where you give him that time, where it's just you. And yeah, this is about devotions, right? This is about having a time where you read your Bible and you pray. But this is just a general idea of your life. If, and, and sometimes it's more than just that 15 minutes in the morning before you go to school or before you go to work. Sometimes you need more than that. Sometimes you need a minute in your car in the middle of the day. Sometimes you need a minute just to turn everything off. Turn the podcasts off. Turn the, turn the music off. Turn all the distractions off. Understand your, where you are at mentally and give yourself to God. Set aside that time in your heart. Sanctify the Lord God in your heart so that you can hear his will. So now Carter has spent some time with the Lord. He knows what God's will is. Now, does that mean all these voices just drown out? They no longer exist? He, he met with the Lord. He sanctified the Lord God in his heart. That means, that means he won't hear voices anymore, right? Because they go away. No, that's not the case, is it? 
So what I want you to do now is, since you already spent time with God, why don't you walk side by side with him? You continue to talk to him. Ready? Go. Louder, boys. Okay, that's good. Our, our loud voices have lost a lot of energy already. But he spent time with the Lord, and, and you know what? He was aware of him, and so he was giving more focus to God throughout his day. The voices didn't go away. Entertainment, sports still there. Fun is still there. They're still part of his life. They didn't go away. But now he's focused and sanctified some time. He's focused on what the Lord has to say. So now instead of it just being, to my will, and he can barely hear it, now he's spent some time and he's thinking, I need to do God's will. And so when he goes throughout his day and he hears those voices, you know how you tune things out? Husbands, you know what I mean. You don't have to raise your hand. Don't get in trouble. You know what I mean. When the kids, the kids, I wasn't talking about your wife. Wow. The kids, when they're, you know, they're yelling your name, moms, okay? When, when the kid says, mom, mom, mommy, mother, mommy, mama, mom, 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 mom. You tune that out, don't you? It's like, shh, and you don't even hear it anymore, right? That's, that's what we can do with these voices. They're still there. They don't go away. They still can have influence if we're not careful, but when we sanctify the Lord God in our hearts and we spend time with him and we make sure that he's first and he's, we want his will and we want to do his will, so when we go throughout our day, he's right there with us. And when decisions come up where I can focus on music, but, oh, but that's not what God would want me to do. That's not the kind of music God would have me listen to. And now God's will is being imposed on your life and you're giving it time. That's, I, I need money, but I, I'm focused too much on my, I can't, I can't miss church for work. Boss, you want me to, to work Wednesday night? I'm sorry, I go to church. Oof, really? That's, that's kind of a bold claim to make. I mean, if you're a good enough worker, as, a, as an employer, I would give someone a night off to go to work if you're a good enough worker and you're worth having around the other days. Right? What's important? Is money more important or is church more important? God's will more important? Fun. Nothing wrong with having fun. But if you live your life and you look at the world, the world lives for fun. They want entertainment, they want joy, they want excitement. They look for it in all the ways that the devil says, look at all this fun I have. Bright shining lights, things you can drink, things you can eat, things you can swallow that give you a high, that make it fun. You know what happens at the end of that? Nothing fun. You ever, go, you ever been to a party or seen a party where fun was had? When fun is over, it's misery. Miserableness, emptiness, loss. That's not fun. But that's what the world says is fun, and what that does is it distracts you. Guys, you can sit down. Thank you. So the voices are still heard in our life. They don't go away. But when we give God the first and sanctify our time with him, he will let you know what he wants for you to that, in that day. And so when the voices are yelling at you, and they want your attention, you've spent time with the Lord and you can, you can kind of say no to those voices. It's much easier for you to, to turn away from those voices and, and do God's will. John, 1 John 2, and I'm going to paraphrase a few verses here, says, love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. Right? We, I mean, we know that verse. You might be even able to quote it from heart. But we live in this world. And you know what? Even as God's people, sometimes we love the world. Sometimes we love fun. Sometimes we love sports. And again, there's nothing wrong with those things in and of themselves. But when that word love, not those things, it means that it's, it's everything to you. 
it, it's almost an idol. It takes the place of God's importance in your life. I care more about the sports, the scores of the football games this afternoon than I do about reading my Bible today. It's Sunday. Spend more time in church in God's house on Sunday, and sometimes we read our Bible less. Yikes. But we think we're, well, you know, I got I to gotta finish that football game. I, I got to do that. I got to take my nap. Fun, right? I got to take my nap. Well, that's more important, okay, than God's will. Again, things that aren't bad. Naps, great, right? The older you get, the more you enjoy naps, right? You're, you're little. My kids never want to take naps, right? When they're big enough where you can't forcibly just hold them down. Although I feel like I could still do that with all of them. But it's, you know, look, it's frowned upon. So once they can't do that anymore, they don't want to take naps anymore, right? But then you get to be a parent, you're like, I will take a nap. But then you're not allowed to because there's not time for it. But naps are okay. There's nothing wrong with them. But love not the world, neither things that are in the world. Why? Because the earth passeth, the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. So all the things that take your attention and your desire, eventually, they aren't going to exist. You will, if those that waste their life and their time and their energy on those things that those guys were yelling, when life is over, they have nothing. It, it burns up. It passes away. The world and the lust of the world all pass away. No one's going to care what the football game score was 100 years from now, other than a stat. But if the Lord comes back, no one's going to care about football. No one's going to care about overpaid big dudes throwing a pigskin around and all, all of us cheering and yelling at them. No one's going to care about that because it'll all mean nothing. It'll pass away. It'll be worth nothing. But he that doeth the will of God, what? Abideth forever. So when we do God's will, when we live our life to do what God wants us to do, the things that we do that are his will, those things are what lasts. Those are things that matter. Those are things that don't get burned up. Talking to people about the Lord, growing in your Christian life, having the knowledge of God so that when people ask you, why are you so happy? Why do you go to church? What is, why, what's the point? You have an answer, like 1 Peter 3 says, because you've been doing God's will. And so you can have an answer to give them about the hope that lies within you because of what Jesus has done for you. Those things, those things matter. Those things last. But we have a hard time as human beings with finite, finite brains, finite time, where the, I remember as a teenager, it felt like my whole, the whole world was in front of me, my whole life. Right when you're 15, 16, 17, and just say you live to 80, that's like an eternity, right? But then you get to be in your 40s, and you're like, oh, wait, that's not actually an eternity. That's way shorter because those last 30 years, man, they went by fast. But we, we our perspective and our view of the world, in part because all the voices yelling at us, distracts us from things that will abide forever. And so we live for the things that are on this earth. We live for the money, we live for the fun, we live for the sports, and we, we put all our emphasis onto that, and church kind of gets slid in there too, at least while we're in, in at home, because we have to. And then maybe as we go older, maybe there's some guilt that brings us into church, or some obligation that i got to kind of come in and clock, clock in, clock out on Sundays, be seen. But it's not really, we aren't, we aren't driven for it. We don't love it. We don't like, it's not our number one focus, number one priority. You put us in the stands at our favorite football game, sports team, or baseball, and you'll scream. You'll yell. You'll hoot and howl. You'll clap. You'll make yourself look like a fool at a football game for 11 guys on the field that don't know your name, don't care about you, 
Don't care about your family. Don't care how many kids you have. Don't care about how you got to the stadium. Don't care how you're going to get home. They don't care nothing about anything about your life. And we'll, yeah, or we'll follow this influencer on TikTok or, or, or Instagram or somewhere that we are interested in what they do and we just think they're so great and we'll give them all these likes, we'll comment on all these things because they're so, they're so cool, they're so awesome, they're so interesting. They don't care about you. They don't love you. They don't know you. They don't want to know you, really. They just care that you give them what they think is fun and encouragement by liking and commenting. But at the end of the day, they don't care about you. But we're obligated to come to church with people that care about you. We want to, we'll get and talk to God in a minute, but people, the people in this room, in these classrooms, your Sunday school teachers, your junior church workers, your pastor, your assistant pastors, your, your, the people that are your friends, that want to be your friends, that are in this room, that love, they love you, they care about you, they care about your kids, they care about what's going on in your life, they, they're not perfect, and you know what, they may not make the, say the right things all the time. And sometimes they make you feel, make, may make you feel like they don't care about you because they, they have things going on in their life. But really, everybody in here, they care about you. They care about your life. They care about your kids. They care about your family. They care about your parents. They care about your struggles, your trials. They pray for you. They love you. But it's like, ah, oh, to go to church again? Or I'm just there to clock in to be seen, but I really am not invested. I'm just here. I'm sitting in here. But as soon as amen is done, lunchtime, I'm out, I'll may, I might be back next Sunday morning, but don't expect me back tonight, because two times on my day off, get out of here, I, have, I work, I need some me time, I need some off time, I can't come to church, but if I said, hey, I got a ticket for the Sunday night game, you want to go to that, yep, in a heartbeat, I'll give you $300 to go, so you'll pay to have some time off on your day off, but you won't go somewhere where people love you for free, it's not about the time, it's not about the money, it's about our hearts, and that's because the voices are drowning out God's voice. Yeah, right. And we all can be there. We all have been there. We might be there now. It's not hard to get there. But when you understand it, when you know that, don't stay there. God, God, God doesn't expect us to be perfect. He knows we're dust. He knows we make mistakes. He knows we're not going to do the right thing all the time. But when we understand that we're not where we're supposed to be, when our heart is listening to the voices and we've not given God the time, when you understand that, and you know that, don't say, ah, I don't want to do anything about it, and suppress it. Because that's the Holy Spirit saying, yep, that's right. Not because Brother Chad said it, and he's so good teaching, but because God's Word says it. And God's Word is true. And so when truth is presented and it affects our life, the Holy Spirit says, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know. And you're like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. But he's right, you know, you know, you know. Do something about that. Don't suppress that. Don't go, oh, can you get done so I can just walk out of here and forget all of it. We, do, we all do that. But that's not, that's not how you grow. That's not how you invest in things that abide forever. That's you investing in things that will pass away, like it's a fact. It's not, oh, maybe. It's, it's some people's theory. It's a fact. The things that are invested in that are those voices that don't last forever, burnt up, good for nothing. But the things that last forever, the things that, Abide forever is when you do God's will. So Christian, are you listening to God to know his will for your life? What attention have you given him personally so you know his will today? What, what attention have you given him? Any? Have you given him any place to, to share with you his will for you right now? Or are all the voices just drowning him out?
My guess is we have days where the voices drown him out. I do. I have days where the voices drown God out. And, I, and I'm worried and, and, and focused on everything else. And at the end of the day, I was like, oh, did God cross my mind once today? Did what he wants for me in my life cross my mind once today? Or was I so focused on work and family and bills and cutting the grass and, and filling up the gas, uh, cutting the grass, filling up the car for gas, getting, planning my next day? Was I so busy with all those things that God never even crossed my mind? It happens, probably more often than we wish. But when those times happen, then adjust, change, repent. Admit you've done wrong and repent from that and change the next day. Change that moment. Say, God, I'm sorry I've not given you the time. I've not listened to your voice. I've been listening to all the other voices. Lord, speak to me. Tell me what you want from me. I want to listen. I want to be there. When you start doing that, then those voices, they're still there, but you're focused on God's voice. You're focused on his will. Now, for those of you that maybe don't know the Lord as your Savior, maybe you're here today and you're like, wow, church is great. I like church. Good people. It makes me feel good. Um, but I don't know, have like a personal relationship with the Lord. The song that Miss Lizette sang about the cross of Calvary where he died on the cross to pay for our sins because the problem is we're all sinners. We all do wrong. We all, we all have sinned in our life. And the problem with that is God is holy and just and there's a payment that has to be paid for sin. Just like a, a, a ticket that you get driving car too fast, a payment has to be made. You have to pay that ticket. You have to pay the payment for sin. And the problem is for us as humans, the only way to pay that payment is to spend eternity in hell. Because sin is, there's, sin cannot enter heaven. It's impossible. God does not allow any kind of sin in heaven whatsoever. And the only way to pay for sin ourselves is to spend eternity in a place called hell apart from God for all eternity. That's the only way that debt can be paid. Um, so it can be paid by you, but it'll never end. But God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross. He lived a perfect life, never sinned one time. He was able to make the sacrifice and be a worthy sacrifice to take all the world's sin, past, present, future, upon himself and he died willingly sacrificed his life as a perfect sacrifice without blemish and paid that sin debt for us so we no longer have to spend eternity in hell forever paying the debt of our sin he did it for us he died they buried him and then three days later he conquered death he conquered sin and he rose again from the grave only person ever died come back to life and never die again that's what Jesus did, and he did it for every single individual in this room. And a lot of us have, have understood that, believed that, and accepted that payment. It'd be like, again, someone coming maybe to me to pay my mortgage bill for next month, right? So October 1st is coming, and he says, I would like to pay your bill for, for October. Writes a check, signs it for the exact amount, and gives it to me. I'm like, no, 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 I don't want that. You can keep it. He still wrote the check. He still has the money ready to go. It's, it's paid for. The money's already cleared. It'd even make it even worse. He, or better, he gives me cash. I, no, 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 I don't want that. He's offered. He's given. All I have to do is take it. That's all you have to do with Jesus' payment for you. Understand that you need that payment. That without that payment, you can't pay it, right? Without, just say I couldn't pay my mortgage without that payment, that offering. And I know that. But if I still say no, how foolish. How silly. And that's what Jesus has done. He said, I paid the payment for your sin. All you have to do is accept it. Repent of your sin. Accept that you can't do it on your own and you need me. He's whispering that to you today. All the voices are super loud, but the Holy Spirit, God is saying, it's true. I want to save you. I've, I've done the work. All you have to do is put your faith in me, put your trust in me. I'll take you to heaven. You don't have to go to hell. I love you. I'll save you. But he's not yelling it. He's whispering it. 
And he uses messages, he uses preaching, he uses opportunities like this for somebody to maybe talk a little louder and maybe even yell it. But God is just saying, it's true. I love you. I want to save you. But he whispers. And if you allow the other voices to drown it out, you're not going to respond to it. You won't do anything about it. You'll say, no, I'm good. Until one day that, that payment is due and there's nothing you can go back from at that point. It's over. So if you're, not, if you're not saved today, you don't know for sure that if you died right this moment that you would go to heaven, you can change that today. We can have men or ladies show you from God's word exactly what God did, basically what I just said, what Jesus did, and show you from Scripture, not because I said it, but because God did it, how you can know that you have a home in heaven from this moment on. Listen to that small voice. Listen to it. And then again, Christian, man, we need to, we need to up our game. As Christians, we need to take it more seriously. We need to be more serious about God's will for our life. We need to take the voices that are in this world seriously and understand that Satan uses those as lies and distractions so that we're not effective. So we can't be used. So we are distracted doing our own thing instead of what God wants us to do. Stand with me, if you would, with your eyes closed, head bowed. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com.